Welcome to the Exploring Leadership Show, where we talk with some of the world's most forward-thinking, influential CEOs and other top business leaders to learn about leadership experiences and how they're building world-class organizations. Brought to you by Warrior Leadership. Now, here's your host, Spence Taylor. We recorded our first episode of the Exploring Leadership Show back on December 21st. And I feel very blessed that my dad, Burnell Taylor, was my first guest. That was very fitting because he's been, as you hear in that episode, uh, very influential in my life as a business owner, as a husband and father, as a Christian, uh, in so many other ways, the work ethic that I try to apply, and just many ways he's shaped me. So it was great to have my dad as my first guest. And we just finished today our 32nd episode, so we're... Uh, We're just about a third of the way to 100, and I had the thought about halfway in, I guess about that 15 to 16 episode mark, I was starting to pick up on some lessons that were being repeated uh, and elaborated upon, I guess you could say, in some pretty powerful ways. And so I thought, hey, when I get to about that 25 to 30, in this case, 32 (laughs) mark, I want to do an episode where I just reflect on some of those lessons that have been learned. Uh, I won't call this a special edition episode or anything like that because maybe it won't even be worth listening to. We'll see. But I just, I felt that need and I thought I would share it with you. I appreciate the time you invest into listening to the show, whether you come just for one particular guest or you come because you enjoy what you hear. I'm grateful. Uh, Ultimately, the goal is to, uh, one, build relationships with the guests because they're amazing people. And two, to positively influence the listening audience and inspire you to be a better version of yourself, in particular in this in the context of leadership. Uh, and you'll, as you already know or may discover if you're just joining the podcast, uh, that can mean lots of different things. <laughs> so uh, it doesn't just mean in business. It doesn't just mean in entrepreneurship. It doesn't just mean at home. It means all of those things and much more. So getting into the four principles Number one, happiness doesn't live in your bank account. There have been several guests who have talked about either acquiring or being around extreme levels of wealth, kind of that top 1%, uh, top half a percent uh, type wealth, and observing in those moments that those people who have achieved that success are no happier, and in many cases, they're much less happy than those who live below that level, if that makes sense. So I think the key is that happiness doesn't exist in the form of extreme wealth. I'm not saying that in opposition to extreme wealth, because I think it's wonderful to achieve great things. And sometimes great things means wealth. So this isn't an anti-wealth lesson, but rather that my wife and I often talk about it as the then I'll be happy syndrome. Clayton Christensen uh, wrote a book, I can't honestly remember which one right now. I think it may have been how you will measure your life or how can you measure your life? Something like that. I should have pulled up the title before I started speaking that, but (laughs) I didn't. So, uh, but he talks about a story experience he had as a father. Uh, He and his children built a treehouse over a a summer and just had a great time doing it. And then once the treehouse was done, they never went into it. They didn't play in it a single time. It was the building that really was happiness in that case. So I think there's a lot of wisdom in that, just that a lot of happiness exists in the building of something new and the act of creating something that didn't exist before. 
again, that doesn't necessarily have to be something tangible, but creating attributes in ourselves, strengthening parts of ourselves, whatever it is that uh, we don't fall into this place where I'll be happy once the treehouse is done, once I've achieved this certain level of success, once I have fill in the blank with whatever aspiration you have. Again, the aspiration itself is wonderful, but just we got to avoid this lie that somehow once we accomplish that thing, we're going to be so much happier than we are now. We can be happy along the journey, along the path, uh, as we build, as we pound the two by fours into the tree, as we get the rope and, you know, hoist up the whatever parts. I don't know. I'm not a treehouse expert. <laughs> whatever other parts there are out there, that can be happiness. Uh, and we should not be assuming that it lives on the other side of where we are now, but we can be happy along the way. So anyway, hopefully that, that makes some sense. We ultimately want the same thing. This is kind of an embedded portion of this happiness uh, principle. We want warm, warm relationships. We want to contribute to something meaningful. We want to be safe. We want to be full in our bellies and full in other other ways as well, other aspects of our lives, uh, physically, of course, but emotionally, socially, spiritually, like we want to, to be fulfilled. And so I think that, that we can achieve those things through the act of trying. And again, going back to my dad, one of the lessons that he has taught me is we can find fulfillment in living life uphill, continuing to challenge ourselves every day. And that often equals happiness as uh, contrary as that may seem. Okay. So that's first. Second, you have a deeply embedded desire. All of us have a deeply embedded desire to achieve more in our lives. We need to get used to get better at listening to that inner voice and we need to trust it. This doesn't mean we fall into the trap of, uh, of I, then I'll be happy that I talked about earlier. It kind of, there's some risk there that it sounds like it's contradictory to that, but we counsel with people that we trust and we decide what more looks like. Again, we have a des desire to achieve more, but it doesn't need to be the constant pursuit of more wealth, more stuff. Uh, you know, I've heard, we've heard in the podcast from several guests who have talked about the emptiness behind that door, so to speak, when we open that more door in the physical, tangible sense, uh, often beyond a certain point, you know, we need to have uh, those basic needs, but beyond a certain point, it's, it's not more, more happiness, more fulfillment. Um, anyway, so I'm kind of going back to the first lesson, but we have that deeply embedded desire to achieve more. We have, we have to figure out what more means, what more looks like. Uh, one of the episodes that uh, I was blessed to record today was with Andy Niska, and he talked about the idea or, or his experience of coming to a place in his mid-40s where he had that desire for more and it ultimately led him through a series of events that you can hear about in that episode that uh, he made a major change and ultimately started a company that provides care for seniors in their homes. And that's amazing for him. And he talks about the hardships and the valley of, of trial and, and fear and doubt and some of these things that uh, came along with that for him. But ultimately, it's just fascinating to me to think that he continued, he persisted through that. And that we as human beings have that ultimate ability in ourselves to persist through hard things so we can accomplish more, more good in the world, more patience in ourselves, more ability to give appropriate praise to our children and our spouses and our loved ones and our friends and more awareness of, of the pain others are feeling. So that's kind of the more that I am speaking about here and that I've learned about at such a deep level from 
uh, our amazing guests uh, that, that I've been blessed to interview in these past months. Number three, disruption is how we learn. And this really ties right in, I think, to, to what I've been speaking about a bit here. When everything goes south, when things really get hard, that's when we ultimately learn what we're made of. And if we're not made of that right stuff, so to speak, yet, then we have an innate ability to go out and grow in critical areas so we can become what we need to be given our changed circumstances. I love the the old proverb, necessity is the mother of invention. For example, if you were to arrive at work tomorrow and you're laid off from your job without any severance and any benefits, and you check your bank account on the way home from that terrible experience, and you had a zero balance or maybe even a negative balance, you're overdrawn, what would you do? You're in a place of necessity in that moment where you will rise up, you will figure it out, you'll find a way to survive, and then you'll find a way to survive a little bit easier, and then you'll find a way to thrive a little bit, and then you'll ultimately find a way to to thrive in a meaningful, powerful, bigger way. I just, I, I believe that. And I've been through that, uh, been through those moments uh, of unexpected trial or even a path of hardship that I chose, but ultimately with that belief that when it's absolutely necessary, we will find a way. And this ties into the last point, which is we shouldn't go it alone. Maybe we can go it alone. Technically, we might be able to achieve, we, we can certainly achieve some level of success by ourselves but accomplishing difficult goals and achieving more in the definition that I tried to express here with the right people in our lives is it's just, it's so much better. It's so much easier, more enjoyable. Uh, when, uh, pr- when Barack Obama was the president of the United States, uh, he made a statement, uh, something like you didn't build that. And it upset a lot of people because people are saying, well, I did build that. I built that company or I built that you know, whatever, um, I built that app or I built whatever. I agree with his point that none of us is a success completely by ourselves. We each have loved ones, trusted friends, mentors, advisors, even books and perhaps podcasts and songs and art and whatever that we consume and that we are blessed by that give us the inner strength and give us the knowledge and ideas and wisdom and ability to make meaningful connections, to act in a powerful way that gets us to where we can go. So it might have been us in the sense that we chose to act, and that's amazing to acknowledge, and that's important to acknowledge, but it's not truly by ourselves that we do that. And that's something I've learned just, again, from from our guests uh, these these past months, just that we, we are so much better off when we make those meaningful connections. And I would include, as a person of faith, that we, most important, make that connection with God, however you define God in your own tradition or your own core belief. But I, I know from my own experience that it's so important to figure that piece out as well. Um, and of course, again, I have my own beliefs. I believe in a loving father in heaven who, who is willing to listen to our, our prayers and our, our requests and, and uh, acknowledge and help us along the way. You may believe something different, but whatever that is, we need to connect with that level of uh, again, deity in the, in the universe and also connect with the right people here on, on earth, our fellow sojourners that we can lean on and that they can lean on us and, and bind ourselves together because it's so much better together. 
I hope a few of these remarks have have helped uh, you as well. Again, you've our guests have said it so much better than I've said it here. And so in some ways I have hesitated to create this episode, uh, but I hope in some way distilling it down into one place is useful to you. I'd say that maybe in the spirit of the format that we have been following up to this point that we'll continue to follow and an action, an action challenge or an action item that would, I would present to you to consider is to diagnose where the weak points are in the who, you know, fabric of your life. And go out and find people, or again, maybe make a deeper connection with God, if that's what you feel inclined to do, in a way that where you can be stronger in those areas where you're currently weak. If you're feeling like starting a company, for example, go out and interview 10 entrepreneurs. And I would suggest go out and interview 10 entrepreneurs who are just a few steps ahead of you, a few years ahead of of you. Don't try to go find a, a founder of a company that's now a billion dollar company. I think there's wisdom in that idea of connecting with those that are just a few steps ahead of where we want to be and then uh, looking to them uh, to learn the things that will help us get on a similar path. Similarly, if if you want to be the CEO of either your company or of a great company someday, go out and get to know 10 CEOs and ask them similar questions. Of course, there's no magic in the number 10. I'm just choosing that as a placeholder. But go out and make that effort. The pattern applies to wherever you want to be in the future. You can learn so much by being humble asking questions, staying curious. There's been a lot of talk about staying curious, continuing to have a a mind for learning. We've been taught about each of these principles from people who are much more able and eloquent than I am here. I'm excited to continue to learn from our next 32, 33 or so. Uh, I do want to thank each one of them. I was going to name them each here, but uh, I'll just tag them in the post and, and try to acknowledge them appropriately there. I'm really grateful for all of the the 32 guests that that I've interviewed so far. You've taught me a tremendous amount. I'm a better person because of the interviews. And I'm excited to continue the podcast. It's gaining some momentum, and I'm excited to check back in when we're about at that uh, 65, 66 mark, um, and then again at the 100 mark. I would love your thoughts as well. Which episode has made the biggest impact on you? Please shoot me an email. Let me know that you're listening and that uh, that you're hopefully learning. And if you're not, give me some criticism. I can take it. My email is spence at warriorslead.com. It'll be in the show notes. The show notes will be pretty short this time other than the list of, of our guests uh, that I've been so blessed by. Uh, but so please shoot me an email. Love to hear what the most powerful lessons you've learned are. If you have other feedback about how the show can be more meaningful, more powerful, other ideas or ideas for guests also that you'd recommend I interview on the show. Please send those over as well. That would be wonderful. I'm thankful for you, the listener. Again, ultimately, this is for you. And I hope it is uh, adding value to your life and giving you some clarity on the fact that you can take the action necessary to be a better version of yourself one day at a time. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Exploring Leadership Show. To receive a free company health assessment that clarifies your company's greatest strengths and biggest opportunities to improve, visit warriorslead.com. We'll see you next time.